In the U.S., the Senate passed a bill. This was a unanimous vote. It's called the Sunshine Protection Act that would make daylight time permanent next year in the United States, and so no more clock flipping. Now, it's not done. Still has to be approved by the House of Representatives before uh, Joe Biden could sign it into law. So it's not done, but it certainly looks like that's the direction they're going. And now there are a bunch of Canadians who are excited about joining in. Hey, at least we'd be consistent, right? Okay, well, we talked about the pros and cons and irritants and all the other things of daylight saving time in Alberta with Dr. Michael Antle, a circadian rhythms scientist out of the University of Calgary. Last fall, talked to him many times, in fact, as we led up to that vote. And we didn't think you'd be back, Doc. We didn't think you'd be back so soon, but you are. Welcome. Here I am, yep. <laughs> Here I am, and away we go again. Uh, I guess it is different. It, it's a different conversation in some ways, and I know you, you deal with uh, some of the science of this, with uh, circadian rhythms, etc., but it is a different conversation if you're talking about the whole country doing the same thing at once. Is it? Or do you think it's it's not a different conversation? Um, well, it's, the, the issues are still the same, but uh, certainly this would be the way to do it if you were going to... Um, stop changing the clocks. Is you want everybody to do it all at the same time. And this is why BC, they passed the legislation a couple of years ago, but they said they're not going to enact it until at least the Pacific states do it. So at least you want to be in line with your neighbors so that you all do it together instead of you get a patchwork kind of quilt if you if you do it all on your own. Yeah, and I guess that makes sense. If you if you just focus in on time zones as being east to west, as most yeah. people, because that's where most of the population in the world is, right? Uh, they're they're in more southern, more central areas where sunlight's... But in our area, here in Alberta, especially as you f- head further north in Alberta, this 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 could be a real pain for a lot of people. We might not see sunrise in the wintertime till much, much later in the morning than we would hope for. Yeah, you know, and that, that was my argument before uh, with with the referendum is because actually in Alberta we're on uh, daylight time si- daylight time in the winter, and right now where we just sprung forward, our time here is more like double daylight time. So noon today in in Calgary and Edmonton, our solar noon, middle of our, our day, is actually going to be almost two p.m. because we're we're so off of the time we want to follow. So we don't want to move to permanent daylight time in Alberta. We should actually have. Um, well, we're supposed to be in the Pacific time zone, so Pacific daylight time would be perfect for us, which is the same as Mountain Standard Time. Is there any way, and do you think there's any merit, I think this would just confuse things way too much, probably, but to have a more a northern-southern time zone? Because once you get past a certain point, I mean, it's not, nor- we don't have normal, like, it's bright outside, right. regardless of daylight saving time, till quite late at night in the summertime. Is there? Yeah, no, any- you, you've got the right point. Um, and um, uh, if the U.S. does this, they're going to have a few problems. They've already tried this before, uh, and, and winter on daylight time is hard. But the effects that we're going to have in Canada, because we're so much further north, our, our days are so much shorter in the winter, and our days are so much longer in the summer. So the adverse effects of really late, Sunsets in the summer, we're going to feel them more here. The adverse effects of these really late dawns in the winter, we'll feel them more here. And so one strategy would be to uh, do something different in Canada, and there's a precedent for that. In in Australia, uh, the, the top half versus the bottom half of the country um, uh, don't follow daylight savings time the same way. And how does that work? <laughs> like a study's gone in. Well, I, 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 maybe it works fine for things like circadian rhythms that, that you research. Yeah. How does it work logistically and realistically and, and interconnected uh, nation? 
Yeah, you know, it's something to be concerned about, something people um, t- uh, talk a lot about, you know, wanting to be in line with your economic uh, neighbours. Uh, but this day and age, I mean, Canada, we've got five time zones east-west, so we, we actually make it work uh, fairly well. Um, and uh, we have workplaces that aren't really tied necessarily to the, the nine-to-five day if they need to be, so um, people can flex a little bit more. We've been doing this for the last couple years with the pandemic. Uh, it's interesting to see whether or not the entire country, but it will be individual provincial jurisdictions, would it not? Yeah, so it's done differently in Canada uh, than in the States. In the States, they had this um, uh, Timekeeping Act in 1967, I think, but um, said states could choose their, their time zone, and then within it, they could choose to stay on standard time or uh, spring forward, fall back, and then the Timekeeping Act. Um, dictated which day those spring forward and fallbacks would happen. So they had to use those days if they were going to spring forward, fall back. And they weren't allowed to do permanent daylight time without congressional approval. And that's what's going on right now is, is getting that out of the way. Is it really just an entirely different conversation in the United States because they're further south that uh, that the, the difference in daylight is not that great? Or, or at least the difference in, in how late it would be around is not as dramatic as it is in Canada. So therefore, the the impacts on people of changing the clock is almost more. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's it's. Why would we continue to bother? It's not doesn't make that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things for for daylight during waking hours. Yeah, and and that's my my thought exactly. Is it's um, uh, uh, for them? They're going to feel it so much less. Although it's still going to be bad. And like I said, they tried this and they didn't like it. So um, 50 years ago when they tried it, they, they should go back and look at their history books and, and uh, understand what went wrong the last time. And again, it's, it's that those winters and they didn't like it. And it's going to be so much worse if we were to try it here. So um, I think we, you don't want to, rush into this. You want to take a thoughtful approach. And luckily, you know, the Senate actually didn't educate themselves, but the House of Representatives down there have been um, hearing from people like me uh, who've been testifying in front of Congress to let them know uh, the pros and cons. And so I've been at some meetings with some congressmen down there. Uh, and so when the House of Representatives vote, it, it's not going to be unanimous like it was in the Senate, because there are some who are certainly on board having a more of the permanent daylight, or sorry, permanent standard time. Uh, I think everybody's on board with getting rid of the time change and realize that's not going to help, but uh, it's trying to choose the right time for the people, uh, which ones are going to be your permanent time. Oh, and I guess here in, in Alberta, we could just go, and this was, a lot of people wanted this as part of the questions last fall, was no, not not permanent daylight time, because we get so much daylight anywhere in the latter part of the day. Uh, we go to standard time. So th- yeah. I guess there wouldn't be anything wrong with us going to standard, even if the U.S. goes to daylight, and then you just line up with slightly different parts of, of their nation. Yep, that would work perfectly. <laughs> and I think we could make that work. Yeah, more likely. Do you think you're more likely to be listened to because you can quote U.S. history as opposed to being a Canadian academic who's (laughs) telling the U.S. House of Representatives what's going on? I've tried to educate myself about it, and it'd be really great if uh, if they would as well. And I know that people in the house have actually been working really hard to try to figure out what's the right choice. Okay, uh, so this this is not a done deal, is also what you're telling us that even though it was a unanimous vote through the Senate, it, it, there, there's still a bit of a bit of a journey to go before they either decide yay or nay. That's right. Okay, yeah. interesting stuff, Michael. Thanks so much for your time again. Always good talking to you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.